2: It's time for Change with the Seattle Seahawks, and on today's episode, we're offering our individual pitches to fix the franchise today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Whoa. And shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode. We appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Thursday to you. Uh, we are nearing
1: another Scratch of the itch for new football. Uh the games are fewer and more far between. We only have a few left. And uh we're making do by doing two days all week here on the show.
2: Yes, we are. So today a double dip of pitches. Seattle Seahawks is what you're listening to now. Carolina Panthers as well dropping today and then we will get to those championship games tomorrow. We're going to break those down and give you our picks. But we also Need your participation because we're also going to get in some takes on takes on tomorrow's episode. So if you have takes, leave them in the comments below. In addition to which pitch you like better between Kyle and I to fix the Seattle Seahawks and fix feels like a big word, right? It's a nine and eight football team that lost due to tiebreakers. So this yep. one, this one feels different than the other ones that we've done at this point.
1: This one, I I will say this: I think Seattle has a lot more to work with. Now, obviously, they have some. Contracts, expiring contracts, and stuff to kind of figure out with players that I think are, are meaningful or, or could be needle moving contributors with the team. But um, you kind of know what you have with all, a lot of your young players, which is an exciting place to be as, as far as uh, there's other teams like the one we're doing later today where you don't really know what you have with some of your young players and it, it makes it much more complicated and it almost like steers your decision making process a different direction than what maybe you would do in a vacuum. And I I don't think we have that, or at least I don't have that with Seattle. And that's a nice place to be when trying to put together what's the best plan.
2: Now per usual, I don't know what you have cooked you up. You don't have what I have cooked up, but I'll go ahead and say this. I guarantee, and look, I don't know what's gonna happen. This could this could definitely blow up in my face. I guarantee we have different picks. For the head coach, okay.
1: And, and one thing, well, one of our packs was you can't recycle head coach candidates. Right. right. Congratulations, you've already hit a head coach pick.
2: Okay, so you didn't you didn't have Harbaugh for the Chargers.
1: So you're not, you're not even reading my pitches.
2: You're not even listening to my pitches after we post the show. I haven't. I haven't gone back yet. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. I do want to. I just haven't had the time to do yeah. that yet. Who'd you pick? No, I did not.
1: I'm going to make you go back and listen. Oh, and I don't man. want to tip it for anybody who didn't listen to the Chargers one either.
2: Okay. Has none of the others have been solved yet. But there's um, been some movement.
1: There's been, there's been some ones that we were planning on doing yeah. this series with that we got sniped with. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we did watch. Like, we, we went out of our way to prioritize Atlanta first. Yeah. And they're not going to
2: have it done all week. Well, maybe that's our fault because Arthur Blank surely listened to our pitch and started yeah. to like, hey, maybe we need to talk to Mike Vrabel, right? So nope. we're 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 moving the needle here across the NFL landscape as these owners listen to these podcasts clearly and adjust accordingly. So uh, I will I will tell you this: the general manager candidate that the Chargers are bringing back
1: for their second interview was the one that I recommended oh. in my pitch.
2: Okay, okay,
1: okay. So maybe a little bit of both. All right, my well, my, my okay. stick my stick with the chargers was uh, you want to build with urgency. So that, that kind of, again, a dynamic with the roster steered me in a certain direction. And I felt again, less compelled to do that with Seattle, which felt odd. Hmm. But I think there was just like the fact that the chargers have so many older players, and players with contracts that you probably needed to transition away from, versus I don't have that with Seattle with a lot of their their roster build. It became much more about like who's the right fit to take over the direction that this thing has been in mm-hmm. and continue to carry it and try and take it to new heights.
2: all right, well, the suspense can end right now in just a moment okay. to hear from Kyle Krabs, his pitch to fix the Seahawks. And I'll be around later in the episode to give you my vision for Seattle. So stick with us. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: It is a pleasure to sit down with Seahawks ownership and talk to you about what I think the preferred succession plan looks like for the Seattle Seahawks in the aftermath of moving on from Pete Carroll. This obviously is not an easy decision with Seattle having... A very long tenure of success with Carroll getting back into relevancy after the transition away from Russell Wilson. This is kind of a critical juncture for this team, but uh, I, I look at the makeup of what has been assembled and a team that has a physical offensive line that has wanted to run the football, has exciting explosive pass catchers on the outside, and a quarterback in Geno Smith who through his ups and downs, has, has been able to illustrate some really high-level ability and understanding uh, of throwing the football to his and feeding his skilled wide receivers. I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, is the right candidate to step in and fill this role. He is used to playing with a physical offensive line and a run-first mentality that you can then build off of. To create chunk plays and explosive plays in the passing game. So for Seattle, with Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, you have a a duo of backs that has the same kind of potency of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, and you've got an offensive line that has a bunch of big bodies on it and some young, thriving offensive tackles. All of this creates a parallel where I think the identity of what Ben Johnson's offenses have been in in Detroit can successfully be transplanted to Seattle and in a division where you have to play the LA Rams who have had a lot of success against the Seahawks in recent years and the San Francisco 49ers having not just another Shanahan disciple, but having some creative offense, nonetheless, and some, some high scoring potency is a pathway that I think can set Seattle up for success to continue to, grow with this nucleus of the team. And, and that's one of the things that excites me most about Seattle is you have a lot of young players on the roster that you know what you have. There's teams that are looking for coaches and looking to fill vacancies that don't know they're trying to hire the right coaches for specific players. Seattle's not in that position, and that, make, that makes them a very exciting group. Now, I do think there are some transitional things that will need to start to happen. I would post-June 1st cut Jamal Adams to open up $16.5 million in cap space after June 1st. I'm coming into this off-season cycle with an understanding we're going to have to be pretty selective with our spending early in free agency uh, as we navigate some of these high-salary cap hits. I would restructure Geno Smith. You can save over $10 million in cap space there. That gets you compliant. Uh, I would look to trade whether it's Will Disley with a $10 million cap hit or potentially Quandre Diggs as a 31-year-old safety or potentially Tyler Lockett. If you want to have DK Metcalf as your size guy and Jackson Smith and Jigba kind of take over the mantle of the other wide receiver there, you have some big cap commitments on the books with some older players that it would probably be wise to not mess around with. I would extend DK Metcalf at 27 years old. He has this year and next year remaining on his deal. And a lot of dollars rolled into the next two years against salary cap. You can continue to find space that way. That is a no-brainer investment that should be made. Uh, from an expiring free agent standpoint, I'm probably looking to... Uh, reset the entirety of the linebacker room between Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks and Devin Bush. None of those players are players that I lose sleep over. I, I would ideally like to get Damian Lewis back your left guard. I think that would be a really nice fit for Ben Johnson's physical run game approach. If you can offer a market contract there, that's probably the free agent that I would most be dialed in on trying to retain. I think you look at some other offensive linemen like Jake Curhan with some positional flexibility, Phil Haynes, uh, Colby Parkinson at tight end. These are the kinds of players that I'm looking to run it back. I think Parkinson, uh, with his size and physicality as a blocker, makes a lot of sense. So take care of your own internally first with extensions, a post June 1st cut, maybe a couple of restructures like Geno Smith, maybe Draymond Jones, and other than that. Let's get ready to shift gears because you have over the last couple of draft classes, you already have the young nucleus of rookie contract players that you're going to continue to see build through. You just have to kind of work your way through this first transitional year. So maybe 2024 isn't going to be the highly competitive year for the Seattle Seahawks. But after 2024, you open up so much more flexibility and you will still have players that are big time players that are on rookie contracts that will open you up for spending as things currently project after your Geno Smith restructure, potentially a DK Metcalf structure 2026. I mean, you're, you're talking less than $50 million in in contract liabilities right now. So you have a lot of cheap young labor that's under contract through that window. We're going to try to maximize that by getting another good draft class under our belt. So whether that is Tyler Lockett or Quandre Diggs or Will Disley, Somebody, there's probably an opportunity to gain another middle round pick because, of course, the Seahawks do not have their own second round draft selection. That was a part of the Leonard Williams trade at the trade deadline. But having a first round pick, having two threes, uh, an opportunity to add potentially another middle round pick, and then a fourth round pick that's going to be in the top 125 uh, all adds up for really good opportunities for Seattle to just draft good players. Uh, be it if you, if you want to replace, if you end up moving on from Disley and then you have Disley and Fant moving on at tight end, we will need to remake the linebacker room. I think there's a sweet spot on, on day two where it makes sense for some linebackers, so you, maybe you'll have some youth and inexperience there. Uh, I think an interior defensive line, there's some candidacies in, in day two in that area as well that can help you improve your run defense. Um, so Seattle, I, I think you you really – have your defined areas of need externally. I'm going to try my best to to tend the farm this year, try to get a little bit more creative and robust and dynamic and diverse offensively and try to take Geno Smith's game to another level as he enters into his third year as the starter here in Seattle. That's my vision uh, for the Seahawks. It might not be the most flashy, but the long-term forecast is good because of these last couple draft classes with John Schneider and company. The foundation has very well been set, but there is a transitional window that will need to be undertaken. Do that with Ben Johnson so you can come out the other side with some of these other explosive playmakers that you currently have on the roster, and you have the guy who is there to make the most of them. We're going to hear from Joe Marino and his pitch next for the Seattle Seahawks. That is coming your way right after this. The NFL regular season and postseason are both coming to a close. Before you know it, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use. There are a ton of different ways to play, like live, same game parlays. You can find bets in the Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner.
0: You moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I'm Joe Marino, and it's an honor to be
2: before you today to give you my pitch for how to fix the Seattle Seahawks. And I think fix is a big word, maybe the wrong word, because the reality is we're close. We were 9-8 and last season, and we missed out on the playoffs due to tiebreakers. We were in it to the very end. And what really hurts is our two head-to-head losses against the Los Angeles Rams. That's what really kept us out of the postseason. And our season was interesting. We started five and two. We finished three and four, or we winning three of the last four. But then that one and five stretch in the middle of the season was the killer. And we have to avoid that type of lull. And we have to be able to beat the Rams. And so my pitch for the head coach and who we should hire is really centered around making sure we can handle our division. And the coach that I think gives us that best opportunity, is Raheem Morris. We got some problems in our division in Sean McVay with the Rams, Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, and who knows those guys as good as anyone? Raheem Morris, who has coached with those guys for the majority of the last 10 seasons. Oh, by the way, he does have head coaching experience from his time with the Bucks, has three seasons doing that, did have an 11-game stint with the Falcons in 2020 as their interim head coach. And he's very long removed from that Bucks opportunity, and plenty that he can learn from that experience, in addition to the experiences that he's had over the last 12 years. And I really believe that Raheem Morris can maximize our young defensive talent, and he also has the experience on the coaching, on the offense side of the football, coaching the offensive side of the football, that gives him a lot of knowledge on that side as well. And I trust him to be able to get the offensive coordinator hire correct, given you know, just how many different stops he's had along the way, which has allowed him to form relationships. And we need someone on the offensive side of the football that can maximize our young running backs and Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet, but also what we want to be in terms of 11 personnel with Metcalf, Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And so the connections that Raheem has should allow him to find the right answer on the offensive side of the football while giving us the defensive schemes necessary to beat those Shanahan offenses in San Francisco and, of course, the Rams. Now, as for our quarterback, we have Geno Smith, and he's been solid for us for the last couple of seasons, but it's still something that we're going to keep an eye towards the future with. And so while we are totally fine to roll with Geno Smith, we're still going to be evaluating this quarterback class, particularly after that first wave. That first wave is generally you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. We're going to evaluate the likes of a Michael Penix from Washington, Bo Nix from Oregon, J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, and if we like one of them, we won't hesitate to make them the pick at number 16, but also keep in mind that we will not force that decision, but we do want to have a mind or an eye towards the future when it comes to our quarterback situation. Now, as for our salary cap position, according to Over the Cap, we are $9.5 million over the cap entering the offseason. And there's some moves that we can make to get us cap compliant and give us some space to work with. And I think one of the big themes that you're going to catch from me as we talk about the plan to fix the Seahawks is that we are close, right? And so while we don't have a ton of resources in, in terms of cap space, we also don't have major, major needs. So we'll work through all of that. But in order for us to get the cap space necessary, these are my recommendations. We're going to restructure some contracts. Tyler Lockett, that's going to free up $7.6 million. DK Metcalf, that's going to free up six. Draymond Jones, five and a half million. Jason Myers, 1.6 million. We are also going to cut Jamal Adams. We're done there. That frees up $6 million. We'll just count our losses and move on. If we do all of that, we go from negative nine and a half million dollars in cap space to $17.2 million in cap space. Keeping in mind, there's still four more levers that we can pull if necessary. Quandre Diggs, $22 million cap hit. We could Extend him and push some of that money to future years. Will Disley, $10 million cap hit, same deal. We can, we can push some of that into future years. We can also cut him and, and free up $7 million. Julian Love, $8 million cap hit this year. We can extend, push money down the line. Same thing. We can also consider Geno Smith. If we wanted to restructure his contract, we could free up $5.8 million in cap space. So there are plenty of levers that we could pull to give us an additional. $15, $20 million in cap space, no problem. As it relates to our expiring contracts, there are some players I want to bring back. First of all, Leonard Williams. We didn't give up what we gave up to, to get him at the uh, at the trade deadline for him to not be part of our, our long-term future here. So we're going to make sure that we keep Leonard Williams. Also, Noah Fant. I, I want to keep him around. A very athletic, tight end, and I feel like there's some meat on the bone there for how we can get even more out of that player. And then when you look at these three interior offensive linemen, Evan Brown, Damian Lewis, Phil Haynes. I want to get one or two of them back. I know we have some young talent that's developing, but I want to, I want to make sure that we don't have a complete overhaul when it comes to our interior offensive line. Let's, get, let's assess those and, and make sure that we get one or two of them back uh, so we're not completely turning over our interior offensive line, even though that is going to be a high priority for us in free agency and the draft. So with that out of the way, we can focus in on a position-by-position position look on how we can attack the draft and free agency. We're going to have some cap space. We also have picks 16, 78, 81, 118, 150, 193, and 23, uh, 223. And again, our priorities here are going to be interior offensive line, linebacker in depth. Right? We need need some gen- general depth on this roster. So let's talk through it. Quarterback Geno Smith. And we talked about how if we like one of those quarterbacks at 16, we will pull the trigger and we'll keep an eye towards the future. But we're fine rolling with Geno Smith. Running back, we're fine here. We have Zach, Walk- uh, Zach Charbonnet and Ken Walker. We are fine. At wide receiver, we have D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigma. We are fine. At tight end, if we bring back Noah Fant to go with Will Disley, we are fine. And this is, this is what I wanted to show. There's a lot of positions that we're fine at where we're going to be in pretty good shape just adding depth and competition more than anything. So, yeah, we don't have a ton of cap space, but that's probably okay. On the offensive line, let's have a conversation here. Like our young tackles in Charles, Kloss, Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, We got a couple of young guys when it comes to the interior with Anthony Bradford and Double O, a tough name to say, uh, Virginia uh, center that transferred to Michigan. We have him waiting in the wings, but I do want to have those two guys plus one of Lewis, Brown, Haynes back. And then I want to look at some of these these potential free agents out there on the interior offensive line, whether it's Connor Williams from the Dolphins, Andre James from the Raiders, Robert Hunt from the Dolphins, uh, Ezra Cleveland. Uh, David Edwards, Graham Glasgow, Lloyd Cushenberry. I'm interested. I want to. I want to put feelers out there and see if we can improve our interior offensive line with a veteran. So one of those guys, one of the guys we bring back, and then we kind of lean into our um, our young players that we're developing in Bradford and Oluwatami. I guess is how you say it. At interior defensive line, we've got Jaron Reed. We've got Leonard Williams. We have Draymond Jones. We have some young depth. We're not panicking there. On the edge. Boye Mafé, love what he's uh, giving us as a young player that has high tools and has really you know, had a really good season. And then we can't forget about Uchenna and Wosu, who only played in six games last year. We're going to love getting him back. We know the impact that he can make. Not to mention we have Derek Hall, who was a fairly early draft pick last year, Mike Morris. So we're, we're just looking for more competition and depth here, but I think we have a nice stable. At linebacker, this is going to be the big need because I'm not advocating for bringing back Bobby Wagner or Jordan Brooks. So I want to make a big investment here. I, I want to go after Patrick Queen from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they obviously have a lot invested in Roquan Smith. They have an expensive roster. They just drafted uh, Trenton Simpson uh, out of Clemson to be the replacement for Patrick Jones. I'm expecting him to hit the, hit the market, and I expect us to be you know, full court press on, on making sure that we can get uh, Patrick Queen. We need this type of matchup linebacker uh, to defend these Shanahan offenses and we need, to, we need to have everything we have to go get Patrick Queen. Also, Frankie Louvu from the Carolina Panthers, Drew Tranquil from the Chiefs, Willie Gay from the Chiefs, interested in one of them as well to complement Patrick Queen, but I'm really looking to overhaul our linebacker position. At cornerback, we have Reek Wollen, Devin Witherspoon, Trey Brown. I would, wouldn't mind bringing in a vet here, a low-cost vet, like maybe a, a Stephon Gilmore, Stephen Nelson. Akella Witherspoon, Dane Jackson, Kendall Fuller, something like that to give some veteran depth here to go with our young talent. And then at safety, we have, you know, Julian Love and Quandre Diggs. You know, we're just looking to add some depth there. So, yeah, we don't have a ton of resources, but we also don't have a ton of huge needs. We're just going to focus on that interior offensive line. We're going to overhaul our linebackers and just really get depth throughout our roster. Again, we're close. We were nine and eight. We lost to the Rams twice. We can rally we can potentially improve our, our coaching situation, which is the whole plan with moving on from Pete Carroll. Love the idea of bringing in Raheem Morris, who has that familiarity with our biggest opponents. And let's boogie, right? We're, this isn't, this isn't a, a hard conversation compared to some of the other teams that are out there that are looking for head coaches. Let's rally here. Let's let's improve the couple of spots. And we'll, we're fully planning on being playoff contenders once again in 2024. Thanks so much for hearing us out on this one, folks. Be sure to leave a comment. You heard from Kyle. You heard from me. Which plan do you like better? Let us know in the comments. What did you like about them? What don't you like? And uh, what are you hoping for when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks? This has been a really fun series. And uh, we're glad that we're able to get to this one as well. So as always, we kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. And we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.
3: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at